Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Men in Blazers ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Join Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 3 million members. You can win up to 25 times your money by picking more or less. Download the app today and use code MIB for a first deposit match of up to $100. New Year's is now in the rearview mirror. By now, some of the excitement about our New Year's resolutions may be dying down, much like my excitement for Chelsea Football Club as we get further and further into the season. If you're looking for performance apparel that can help give you the extra push you need to keep up with your health goals, Viore has you covered. Viore creates incredibly versatile and comfortable active wear designed to look great in everyday life in and out of the gym, or in my case, on or off the tennis court. Plus, Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint by offsetting 100% of their plastic footprint from 2019 and beyond. They are utilizing better sustainable materials for their products, empowering your best active life. With Viore, you can feel good about the things you buy and also how they are made. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash MIB. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash MIB. Not only Will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns? Trust me, go to viore.com slash MIB and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. You're listening to the Men in Blazers Media Network, Suboptimal Radio. You make sure you stick in, eh? Come on, don't the job up. Anyway, look, there's Goodison for you. It's Rog, it's Friday, and we've made it to the end of another week. Even you, Arsenal fans, especially you, Arsenal fans, big, big love to all Arsenal fans this morning. Believe me, I know your pain. And what can I say? We'll talk a lot about your team in the race for fourth in this show. But I just interviewed Christian Eriksen, which was, well... (laughs) Only Pep has the words to describe how it felt. Really incredible, incredible. It really was incredible. And I think many of you know I've wanted to speak to Christian Eriksen all season. For me, he's my player of the year. Really humanly, utterly remarkable. And it didn't disappoint speaking to him. He said some beautiful things. And, And the one I want to say back to you, Arsenal fans... Leeds fans too, Everton fans also, let's be honest, any fan that's suffering right now, I asked Christian Eriksen how returning from a near-death experience has changed really his psychological approach to the game and he said he's become much more relaxed, he said there's always players in any locker room for whom defeat is an absolute human agony and now Now he knows there are worse things than that. Much worse things than losing a game of football. And with a laugh, he said, by the way, I don't recommend that anyone do what I did just to get that perspective. But I've got to say, hearing it from Christian Eriksen's lips, I just think it helps. Not just in football, but in life. Love whom you're with. Savour it. 
don't take it for granted. Those are the lessons he said he's taken from this year. And I say all of that, still a buzz after Tuesday night's Men in Blazers live show, our first time back on stage. You may well have heard the pod as we communed with GFOPs for the first time in a thousand and nine long days. And to be back on stage, to trace football's story in that time, to salute the frontline workers who saved our city and just revel together in the joy that our game gives us was humbling. And we've heard from so many of you how inspiring you found Christy Mewis's story of tenacity and the long grinding road, the long grinding slog back to glory and Seth Ryers reliving West Ham's season of nearlies was a reminder that football is much more than about just winning. It's about joy and memories and a sense of connection. Uh, but here's what brings me happiness. My uh, uh, John Oliver, I'll name drop another uh, late night host. Mm. John Oliver, uh, when my oldest was born, bought me a West Ham uniform, like for a two-year-old. And uh, now my four-year-old still wears it. And it's, he's really squeezed into it. Okay. Like really, it's really tight. But when I look at his little legs, those four-year-old legs in uh, two-year-old shorts, I realize like that, he, those legs look like Michael Antonio's. <laughs> And the true delight was to be in a room and then a pub with hundreds of you, GFOPs who'd flown in from all points just to be together. Huge love to all who came, all the effort so many of you went to, to make it a night filled with emotion. We do not take it for granted. We cannot wait to do much more this year. We will, please God, tour the United States, get out amongst all that airport carpet all over again, raise buds with so many of you much more much more i hope in the year to come remember teared eyes full house can't lose and there was a lovely review of the night i do want to thank colby hall in mediate who laughed at my ability to sob on stage while telling a story about me sobbing watching football what he called the most meta onomatopoeia and i loved his line the most the crowd he wrote was a big rowdy mash of reflection relief pride in our collective resistance and joy that almost everyone had returned to this long delayed family reunion to more to more to more i do raise my bud fam blood fam to that and two quick pieces of news from mib world headquarters new men in blazers merch did you see we did say drops on monday it's our courage collection i'm wearing one of them now sweatshirts hoodies t-shirts socks and pint glasses you asked for them you can get them they have been designed inspired by the history and heritage of men in blazers over the last 12 years they really are beauties and oh i cannot wait for you to see them the gfops who were at the live show on tuesday night got a sneak peek of the schmatter and on monday you'll have your chance and your support enables us to hire more producers to make more content so stay tuned to social media be on the lookout for an exclusive discount also this i do love our new weekly podcast series the women's game presented by paramount plus this week a beautiful beautiful life-affirming interview with FA Women's Super League title winning manager and FIFA 2021 best women's coach Emma Hayes. She is bloody inspirational. Give the podcast a listen and Godspeed to her this weekend in the FA Cup final with that bolt of joy who is Sam Kerr. Okay, let's do this. 
producer Jonah, sting me up. That was Courage and Tenacity by Stevie Thorne, the resident bard of this podcast. Courage and Tenacity, exactly what we all need in this run-in. Are you listening, Super Frank? I digress. You listeners are tuned in to WGFOP Weekend Preview, the show where you call in your questions and I answer them like Rob Holding, Mark Son Hungmin, always one step behind and on course for disaster. Call in your questions. 2646-450-9472. That's 646-450-9472. And it could be your voice on the pod. Price Picks is the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states across the country, including so many of my favourites, California, Texas and Georgia. Godspeed, Georgia. I'm hungry for a dozen lemon pepper wet. But back to Price Picks. We've been hearing from so many WGFOPs who are loving double P, Pablo Picasso, Price Picks, which allows them to win up to 25 times their money for the soccer season. is a reason I do appreciate Price Picks because it's simple. During the Premier League match days, I've got roughly 239 tabs on my computer open as we attempt to work out our social media, the pod rundown, the upcoming interview. You get the drift. But because Price Picks is easy to play, I'm not having to constantly click to see how my gents are doing or how many certain actions are worth. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and you place your entry. That is how easy it can be. You also mix and match players from several leagues across the globe. Luca De La Torre, I'm looking at you, as well as other sports like basketball oh, and hockey. Oh, the Capitals. Download the app today. Use code MIB for a first deposit match of up to $100. It's promo code MIB. Prize picks. Pick more or pick less. It's that easy. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Okay, to question one. Hey, Raj. This is Ira calling from Seattle. Big Liverpool fan. And uh, one of my best friends is getting married this weekend. His name is Connor from Chicago. He's also a Liverpool fan. He called in two weeks ago, actually. And you might have noticed, but like you, he can be a bit of a non-optimist. But he's getting married on the day of Liverpool's FA Cup final. And I'm in his wedding party, so I'll be there watching the game with him hours before he takes his vows. And being a Liverpool supporter as well, uh, actually because of Connor, who brought me to the club on a trip to Anfield together many years ago. This weekend can be a really special milestone to share together. 
So while I'm excited to watch the game with him and celebrate his wedding, of course, things don't go our way. I don't want the game to ruin his big day. In this case, truly asking for a friend. How do you balance life when football gets in the way? Courage. Ira, first of all, Connor in Chicago. Mazeltoff, mate. I wish you and your partner a lifetime of health and happiness and making memories together. It is so lovely that you will always remember your wedding day as the moment you realised Liverpool's quadruple season would end up with just a single Carabao Cup to show for it. A jest, a jest. But yes, it is FA Cup final weekend, Liverpool-Chelsea, Saturday, 11.45am Eastern Time, ESPN+. The men's side, it's the 150th FA Cup final. And I'll tell you this, Ira, we have the makings of a classic, a replay of the Carabao Cup, which you might remember Liverpool won 11-10 on penalties, ending with Kepa going to the penalty spot and doing this. Kepa has failed to save any of 11. And now he must score. And now he must score. Kepa heaves it high! And so you Liverpool quadruple hunters now slog down to Wembley hoping to snag their first FA Cup since 2006. All while praying for explosive in attack, zero players at the back, Manchester City to falter on Sunday in the league at West Ham. Now Jurgen Klopp has been trying to rally the troops this week. No funeral, he declared after last weekend's draw with Tottenham. And aside responded by refusing to surrender against Aston Villa. They'll face Chelsea without that injured human shield, Fabinho. A game which will be won, I believe, by the clash between fullbacks akin to a battle for air supremacy. Chelsea defeated finalists in 2020 and 2021. They have Romelu Lukaku experiencing a belated mini spell of scoring form, even while his agent was with Tuchel following the lead of Pulisic's daddy. Our gent has looked hungry. In his two-game run of starts, Cristiano, Tuchel has got some real attacking options. Honestly, I can't tell you how this one is going to go. It really is too close to call. But know this, even if it goes badly, which I wouldn't wish on anyone. I've watched Everton crap the bed countless times during major life moments of my own. Weddings, births, the occasional death, and I've emerged unscathed. Well, relatively unscathed. And the true storyline for me, ahead of this one, really is that Chelsea are going for FA Cup glory in both the women's and men's side of the game in the same weekend, which I just find remarkable. As I mentioned up top, title-winning women face Man City earlier Saturday morning on the SPM Plus 9.30am Eastern Time. And what an incredible testament to the truly solid foundations of the club that both teams can achieve this feat amidst the chaos. I can't wait to watch Sam Kerr and her team go again after the adrenaline of their last day league triumph of last weekend, which reinforced the Australian status as a global superstar. The world's most joyous footballer to watch. I just revere her. And here's a bite of my interview with Sam Kerr, where despite her ability to score bangers, goals that go viral across the globe, she insisted to me that her favourite finishes are 
Well, let's give it a listen. My national team coach tells me that if you can score in the air, it adds a million dollars onto your contract. So (laughs) 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 Maybe in the men's game, but I've been working on it. Goes back to my youth football, AFL. Aussie rules mentality. Yeah, you just have to do anything to get the ball and you kind of have to be at the bottom of the pack and... Sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's not. You just got to grind it out. People ask me, what's your favourite goal? And I say, the, the one that I don't have to do anything that's happy. And I'm like, just pass me the ball in the six yard. I'll just tap it in. I don't want to score goals from, you know, 30 yards out. I want to score a tap in. It's the easiest goal in the world. Godspeed, Sam Kerr. Next question. Hey, Raj. This is Daniel calling from Seattle, Washington. And I'm an Arsenal fan. Question. Is the Europa League anthem actually better than the Champions League anthem? Please let me know. Thanks. Courage. Oh, Daniel. Arsenal fans, I do feel your pain. I do, and I felt for all Arsenal fans last night watching their young, lightweight talents self-combust. And yes, I agree. The refereeing, for me, for the crucible of a derby was remarkably unlenient. But... It's also true that Arsenal's decision-making was naive, was ill-advised, and led to, well, everything that occurred. Shithousery is a dark art. That's the big life lesson. It's not one that can happen brazenly within five feet of the referee. That is not shithousery. That is just stupidity. And the agony is now real ahead of Monday afternoon's visit to Newcastle. Not just the loss last night. The unhealed trauma, really, of that three-loss run to Palace, Brighton and Southampton that lingers because it's that, ultimately, which could turn out to be the difference between Champions League play, the wonder of it, the $122 million rebuild that it brings, or slumming it in the Europa League with its promise of $37 million. And I've written this too many times. I mean, I can almost repeat it as a mantra God, Arsenal fans watching the team they love decompose, suffer repeat agonies in a way that only biblical Job or Sisyphus can understand is, it is not okay. Change has to come. Because last night it felt like watching that team eternally being trapped, condemned to go stair by stair, step by step on an MC Escher staircase. How will it end? This season, this race for fourth, I don't know. It's twists and turns this season, isn't it? I, I, I don't know. I would never, never be bold enough to make that call. But psychologically, how will Arsenal respond at Newcastle? That will tell us everything. Please, lads, don't be afraid. Remember what Daddy Wenger said when he left the club. Don't be scared to be ambitious. It's not a humiliation to have a high target and to fail. For me, the real humiliation is to have a target and not to give everything to reach it. Next question. Hi there, Raj. This is Jasper in Richmond, Virginia, Spurs supporter, calling after a great day at the Penny Lane here in Richmond with my seven-year-old son. Took him out of school 30 minutes early to see the North London Derby, and it couldn't have been a better day to play hooky. My question is, are Everton going to do Spurs a solid and and batter Arsenal for us. We want you to do it. You know, we need you. You know, you needed us in the past, I assume. I don't know. This train wreck of a call, I'm going to turn it over to my son. He's got one thing to say. Courage! Courage.
Jasper, great parenting. Applause for me over here. Pulling your kid out of school for the North London Derby. That's the kind of America I want to live in. By the way, how come schools even open on a North London Derby? American schools should be closed for North London Derbies, the Manchester Derby, uh, Merseyside Derby. I'd rather my kids were actually in school. I wouldn't. I, I don't want to subject them to that crap just yet. But you're asking me, second question first. Are Everton going to stuff Arsenal on the last day of the season for Spurs fans? Now that Arsenal season is going about as well as Elon Musk's Twitter beard. To be honest, I hope Everton feel immense pressure to scavenge survival before that last game of the season. I worry about the prospect of a desperate Arsenal facing a desperate Everton. That that will not end well for Everton in that situ. And we face Brentford this weekend. They have nothing to play for. Neither did Crystal Palace who we face four days later. And if Leeds do anything other than win against Brighton 9am on Sunday morning, Everton glory over Brentford later on the USA channel, 11.30am Eastern time would mean, well, I can't even say it for fear of cursing it. Everton now being Everton, Leeds fans, Burnley fans know we can still very much crap the bed. And I did love all the comments you sent me when the club announced that they will tour the United States this summer and the local papers in Minnesota and Baltimore wrote articles about how Premier League side Everton are coming to America. And you all tweeted at me, Premier League side Everton? That's a bit cocky, question mark. But big shout out to Frank Lampard who said this this week. I was exactly the same thinking after the game. You offer us seven points, Chelsea, Leicester and Watford, we, we bite your hand off. Bite your hand off to hear Super Frank say bite your hand off. And in terms of your Spurs, God, so magnificent yesterday. I'm so happy that as father and son, you got to experience that kind of that kind of performance. A different weight class of physicality, of intentionality, of experience and confidence of your team making Arsenal look, really, I tweeted this, they made Arsenal look like our US men's national team, young, talented, loaded with possibility, but so deeply inexperienced and raw. While they can sometimes play incredible football, they can also self-combust in equal measure, and Spurs did that to them. What will they do to Burnley, who they host Sunday, 7am Eastern time on USA, in a must-win for both clubs for very different reasons. It's going to be fascinating. Can Conte summon the kind of ferocious players team and full to bully that self-soiling Arsenal last night? Burnley, we know, are suffering from a savagely timed injury list at the front and at the back, but their inevitable low block poses a very different, almost anticlimactic challenge to Tottenham to unlock. And I did love, though, and I draw strength from this if I was a Spurs fan, what Barney Renault wrote this morning in The Guardian. He said both against Arsenal and Anfield last Sunday, something else has shifted. Spurs, and there's no higher praise, haven't looked like Spurs. How deep can this thing run? So let's find out. By the way, beautiful quote, beautiful from Conte yesterday. Similar to the words Charles Dickens used to close great expectations, suffering has been stronger than all other teaching and has taught me to understand what your heart used to be. I have been bent and broken, but I hope into better shape. Slightly less poetic, but just as meaningful in its own way, Lucas Mora had a different take on the secret of Spurs' success 
Tomato ketchup. <laughs> I know what you. I know what you mean. <laughs> Been banned, right, by Antonio Conte? Yes, I, I'm okay with that. Uh, I love ketchup, but uh, even before Conte, I, 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 I didn't take it every day. We need to to be smart. We need to be professional. So I think it's very, very important to to take care of our body. Uh, and after the game, or when you have a day off, you can enjoy a ketchup and some chocolate. There is no problem. <laughs> I love the idea that Lucas Moura is, is essentially hinting at in this comment that his idea of relaxing, essentially his hobby, is eating ketchup on your day off. It's Rog here to tell you about a product that I simply adore. It's been a long-time staple in the Bennett refrigerator, Stoke cold brew coffee always bold always smooth yes that is the very same stoke as in the mighty wrexham fortress known as the stoke kairas or the stoke Racecourse, wrexham afc's home they support it they support football which is just one great reason to love this coffee it is my go-to enjoy during the football calendar essentially the opposite of Everton. And you can check out their full lineup of 48 ounce cold brew products, something for everybody from light to dark roast to seasonal favourites in a refrigerated multi serve format. I tell you this, as someone whose blood type is now officially Stoke Espresso Blend, have the coffee house experience in the comfort of your own home and do it now. Stoke Cold Brew Coffee and be sure to follow Wrexham AFC. Big love to all at Stoke. Courage. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Next question. Hey, Raj. Paul, Asheville, Arsenal. I have a question for you. Stems uh, on the philosophical. Uh, GQ has, on their YouTube channel, uh, they have experts sometimes come in and talk about scenes from movies and the realism and how things might play out in real life. And one that always stayed with me was they had a trauma expert come in and talk about, you know, various things that happen in movies. And one was in Spider-Man, when Peter Parker is whipping people around on his webs, he called this a deceleration injury, where when you go from one, mo- one motion to another direction rapidly, it just tears your insides apart. My question for you is, is this possibly an extension into emotions as well? what the Gunners are putting me through, what Everton is putting you through. Uh, how does this long-term affect us? How does the Premier League deceleration injuries on an emotional level affect us as people? I, I just, I'm with you. Courage. Oh, this is a great question, Paul. Yeah, my wife, Vanessa, has been begging me for reals to get a trauma therapist to come on the show during Everton's dark slide towards relegation. She wanted me to have a grief counsellor come on and talk to me. And I'd honestly love to do that. It's a bloody great idea because I interviewed a therapist once back in 2013 when Everton had suffered two just awful, stupefying draws against Cardiff and West Brom. And I wanted to know 
why I feel more comfortable watching when Everton have fallen behind 1-0 and are forced to chase the game as opposed to when they go ahead 1-0 and, and have to hold on to a lead. That's what that's what kind of triggered um, that conversation. I also wanted to know why the buzz of victory pales for me in comparison to the agony of failure, the, the just seething pain of defeat. And I'm going to tell you what I remember the psychoanalyst um informing me because I think it will help answer your question he said that masochists his word by the way masochist he didn't ask me if I was a masochist he just listened to me a little bit and told me I was a masochist and he said masochists turn passive into active when they're faced by a traumatic experience over which they have no control i.e shouting at my television watching Everton and he said rather than enjoying your team going ahead I manage the anxiety with them inevitably mucking up by negating that positive that's created through taking a lead. I essentially try and mentally spoil happiness preemptively myself, which is which is deep and unbelievably dark. Um, I'd never before thought of myself as harboring masochistic tendencies to be candid. And I went and saw a, a second opinion from a psychologist who studied the impact of relegation on football fan psyches, a guy called Phil Banyard, uh, Nottingham Trent University. And he told me that football fans are, quote, despair and misery junkies. That's what we are. That's who we are. That's why we live. He said, in the same way people go to horror films to scare themselves or go on harrowing roller coasters. I love that. Supporting Everton. I'd bite your arm off if it was a harrowing roller coaster. Don't roller coasters have ups as well as downs? I remember him saying, even successful teams have unhappy crowds. And in that moment, this was 2013, nearly 10 years ago, he said this. He said, Look at Arsenal. Gooners never seem to stop moaning. That's 10 years ago. My God. I wonder if he's updated his analysis in even darker ways. All I can conclude listening to him is rare is the human who is a happy football fan. And what I learned, and I may be telling you more than you want to know, dear listeners, but neuroscientists have discovered that your brain, my brain, all of our brains learn the things that we find pleasurable. Sex, music, food, Anthony Gordon, creating dopamine that makes you feel happy, but also manufacturing pain and disappointment for when things go wrong. The brain, think of it like this, is basically an odds maker, always predicting the odds of reward or disappointment. So that when Everton go ahead 1-0, my brain is defending me against what I have to lose. That fear of loss, this is what's fascinating. In football, and I guess in life for many of us, the fear of loss is always the greatest. We are all just fearing losses. In a way, we are all just fearing dying. So let's repress together. And as a callback to the last question... It's the Europa League anthem. God, it's so bloody slept on. Wait till you hear the Europa Conference League anthem. Don't know if they have one yet, but if they do, I imagine it'll sound like a Martin Tyler gasm. Oh, 
Last question. Raj, hello. My name is Edward, and I'm calling from Brooklyn. I'm a fan of the U.S. men's and women's national teams, as well as a lifelong Leeds United supporter. As a WGFOP, I'm in a quandary. In the words of the poet, I want to be careful of each other. I want to be kind while there's still time. But I also desperately want Leeds to stay in the Premier League, both for my own sake and for the sake of American would-be coaches everywhere. I don't want to be a band, but how can I root for my team without rooting against you personally, Raj? Or is the answer simply that Burnley must die so we both may rise? Courage. Edward, oh, what an agony. Just a misery, just a tragedy. I don't use that word lightly. Oh, watching Leeds under Jesse Marsh. They are breaking my heart. And they host Brighton this Sunday, 9am Eastern Time on Peacock. I do think they'll win this game. I do. I do. But tune in anyway to find out which Leeds player will be sent off for Kung Fu fighting as the Lily White's campaign morphs essentially into an Agatha Christie masterpiece theatre show in which one character disappears every episode. Pray for Jesse. Pray for Jesse Marsh. It is so hard to watch a good man, and he is a good man, floundering in the mire of relegation. But tune in also to see Ellen Road, which I expect to be a ferocious bear pit, baying his team to glory. I found it interesting this week. I'm not quite sure why, but there was an article in all the English newspapers about 52 inspirational quotes Jesse Marsh uses to motivate his men. Lots of Gandhi sprinkled in there, lots of JFK. But shockingly, not one single Bruce Arena quote made the cut. I mean, WTF, Jesse, what can I tell you, Edward? I am still so worried about my Everton. So I can tell you what I've been listening to when I feel the darkness. It's this, I found a video on YouTube of Dylan Thomas reading his own poem, Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Though wise men at their end know dark is right, because their words had forked no lightning they do not go gentle into that good night. Oh, Dylan, God bless you. Listening to you makes everything feel better, as does speaking to Christian Eriksen. But if neither of those things works, tune into something joyful in football. That is what I do. I'm going to leave you, Edward, with something I heard this morning that has made me skip and bounce around the house, beaming ever since. It's Fox Sports Spanish language commentary, an old piece, I think from like around the early 2000s, Southampton goal, Kevin Phillips playing for them. Stay with it. Stay with this piece of commentary. You will not, you will not believe where it goes. My God, it delivers, baby. And when you listen to it, you'll ask yourself, no doubt, the same profound question I did, which is how did this style of commentary not catch on? This is Rog, wishing you big love and strength. I'll be back on Monday. We take the pod with Michael. Also, European night, same day with Rory Smith. And much, much more to come. Courage. La hace corto con Dilaf. Creo que va a llegar allí. Llegaba Tilly, frenó Dilaf. Pasó de largo Gutiérrez. ¿A dónde va? Madre al revés. El centro que venía por abajo. ¡Gol! Kevin Phillips. ¡Gol! 
Prime members, you can listen to Men in Blazers ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. Okay, so if you had a time machine, how far mm-hmm. in time would you need to go back to be a dominant basketball player of that era? <laughs> I need to go to when Bob Cousy was playing. Back I in, would, in the plumber 27 days? 27-year-old Shay would give Bob Cousy the f***ing business. <laughs> He's not guarding me. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondering. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the best. Each week, Shay and I are combing through all of the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling ones, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. Follow six trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Six Trophies ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.